This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to US 99's show after the show with Melissa, Austin, and Court. If you can hear my voice right now, that means my wife has given birth. I am probably currently at the hospital with my wife, aiding her, giving her anything she wants and needs, as I have for the past nine years before it. Either that or if you heard me on the air this morning, that's because uh, my wife still hasn't given birth and we just recorded this whole thing early for nothing. Bingo! (laughs) Normally we record this podcast like Thursdays after the show and uh, we're like, you know what, let's record it on Tuesday after the show just in case my wife gives birth. Now, this is past me speaking for future me. I don't know if my wife has given birth yet or not. By the time you hear this, by the time this podcast drops on Thursday afternoon, I don't know if my wife has given birth yet. Do you guys have any intel into that? This is past me talking to future me. Congratulations on the weight loss. But as for your <laughs> current question... Weight loss? <laughs> what? I'm so confused... Is it, am I past me or current me? You're, you're past you talking to current you. You got it, baby. <laughs> Wait, what do, you, do you think I will have given, like, do you think by the time this podcast drops, will Meredith have given birth? Is, no. Is this future me? This is past, <laughs> Mer- past Melissa making a bet and future Melissa will then know. So this is future. No, me. this is past. Well, it's past you. It's today you. But to we're future, yeah, you. we're talking about <laughs> I'm the future. So <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> do you, do you think Meredith will give birth by the time this drops on Thursday? Uh, no. No. Okay. Well, All right. I mean, so I'm. Cha- I I previously said yes. I we did a baby pool here we at US 99, baby pool. Yep. and my guess was last Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. You well, the due date, the original due date, is what what you guessed. But even the original due date is not the original due date. Well, they they first said True. December thirteenth, and then we went to like her like twenty one week ultrasound or whatever one of those, and they were like, oh, actually, your due date is a week earlier. It's the Eighth, we, we you know we misjudged. And they mess it up all the time. And now they even they're past the they're original, past the original, 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 which yeah. was only yesterday, okay. Monday the thirteenth. Yes. Well, by when the time you're this listening drops, to this, yeah, that's why I said Monday the thirteenth yeah, was yeah. the original due date, correct? Which is also my son's birthday, which is also why I was pushing for it. Yeah, because it <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought it would be funny. And Taylor Swift's birthday. Uh, Taylor Swift just doesn't get the recognition she deserves. Who? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So, but now that we got us talking about this, it kind of got me thinking, like, what would past you say to future you? You want to get real deep? Oh, God. <laughs> um, don't eat so much ice cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I think mine would say keep eating the ice cream, man. It's so good. Um, go for it. <laughs> you already do go for it. Don't you? Are we talking about the ice cream or? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think because I think we've we've touched on this before. Uh, Growing up, like in high school and college, I always knew I wanted to go into entertainment. Yeah. But I also was very, I performed well in school. And so I didn't want to give that up to go pursue comedy, which all the dropouts are doing. Right. You're so cultured. That's why. So for a long time, I decided not to pursue entertainment and pursue like a, a real job. And I wish past me would have said, no, go for it. So I could have gotten my feet under me earlier and younger. Interesting. But you did start some of it younger. I did start. Uh, I started doing stand-up when I was 21, freshly 21. That's so like pretty my young. Junior year in college. But I knew in high school what I wanted to do. And I don't feel like I fully went after it. Yeah. And I can't blame it. Like, I shouldn't have tried so hard in school. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But I think I could have found a way to be to perform well in school and go after entertainment and comedy, even as a, a youth. So I would have said, go for it. Go for it. What do you feel about potentially doing stand-up in Chicago? Oh, I'd love to. My, my problem is now is we're up so early in the morning yeah. and stand-up shows, the early ones don't start till nine. Yeah, right, right. So what I'm thinking about and what I would love to do one day is we have a little stage downstairs. I want to film my own stand-up special and release it, but with nobody in the audience. <laughs> well, then you can't get booed and you can't get heckled. Yeah, the crowd work will be really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, no, like that's part, part of, of the bit. Yeah. I like that. I think that's funny. It's creative. Um, so I, I would love to do it, but time-wise, it just does not make sense for morning show. Would you have like 30 minutes to an hour of, of stand-up right now? Like, Do you have that much material? I would have that much material if I could sit down. Like, do I have that much memorized where I could just get up there and riff for yeah. thirty? No, that's okay. Um, you just put do what they do in bands, set list. Yeah, on the floor. yeah, right, right. Um, I think it would be awesome to try to do. And plus, I think ten to fifteen minutes max is plenty. That's a long set. That is a long like, set for, for people just starting. You get five, right? You, so once you have a solid five, you can work towards your ten. And you don't realize how hard it is to fill five minutes it's of stand-up comedy, it, like until you actually do it. And it is a that is a long time. For You've stand-up. done improv. Have you tried stand-up? I've never tried stand-up. I don't have the balls to. Like I, I don't. If I can speak candidly, uh, I don't. I just improv. It's like everything's made up on the spot. I, I can do that all day, every day. Stand-up. I have the utmost respect. I think stand-up comedians are the most that is the most impressive job in my opinion like it's the most like because it's it's in the entertainment industry which is already a difficult industry you get judged every corner <laughs> but also you're getting judged in real time you have to come up with a set that not only you think is funny enough to go with but that an audience that changes every night, you know, what people find funny at your 930 show could be different from what they think at, at your 11 o'clock show. You know, like it's it's two totally different audiences. You have to judge something that you think is universally funny that enough people will laugh at. And and then you have to go up and perform it. 
that to me is I think I just have the utmost respect for stand up comedians. What about comedy with some of these comedians? A lot of it comes from trauma and drama. Yeah. Do you to have enough trauma and drama in your life to be a stand up comedian? You are right. I mean, a lot of comedians deal with depression, and are, mm. a lot of comedians in their personal lives are like the saddest people right. there yep. are. I think I have enough drama. I don't think I've had enough trauma, but you know, you both know me. You know, the curmudgeon. I can find drama in anything. <laughs> yes, yes, that is can. very true. Absolutely, that that's actually true. true. Okay, that's so true. So I have that. Yeah. Going for me? Yeah, right. You, so you could create <laughs> trauma. Right. Gord, I could create drama, not trauma. Gord will sometimes be like, did you just hear what he said? You know, and I'm like, no, stop. Like, I'll be like, no, that's that's not, don't even go there. But that's, I love it because I'm like, I heard it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You two both. I like, do. When you two get in a room together, it's like, you like. there's always like all these times and I'm like, guys, stop it. Let's like, you know, like here I am with the, like the, I hear what you hear. I'm like a, like a small little shot glass of water trying to put out this forest fire. <laughs> and Melissa will actually get the best of me a, a lot more often than you would think. Really? Especially what was it last week or two weeks ago? You were on fire. I couldn't compete. With oh what? yeah. You, you were heated about something. When we were doing like bits and, and like trying to one up each other, you found the line I where did? it was like, I can't beat that. <laughs> oh yeah. What was it? Oh my! Well, okay. Well, we were doing inappropriate <laughs> oh, jokes. Oh yeah, it was. Oh yeah. Anytime it was... it's inappropriate, that's right. where I come in. I mean, and that's and I can't say that stuff in front of many people. Oh yeah, you know? we we yeah we would. Gosh, we would share it, but we would be. It would be. We would be canceled. We would be canceled. <laughs> yeah. Not just the show. We as individuals. we individual humans individually <laughs> that would take turns. It was. But yeah. yeah, no, Melissa. That's Melissa the does, trauma and drama. Melissa does Honest know. To God, right, yeah, that's why like, I Melissa go, does know where to find the dark. line. You could easily be a stand-up comedian, <laughs> no doubt in my mind. I would offend everybody, but that, I try to be super nice. But then there's that trauma dark side, I guess. Do you feel like now? I feel like there's you know stand-up comedy even lately has like come under fire. No, no, you know, not to continue with the trend, but like it's stand-up comedy nowadays. It's like people are taking things that are said at comedy clubs and, you know, like, oh, this, they should be canceled for, like, their joke. I'm under the belief, and I've I've always been under this belief. There's, I think comedy ha- should have no rules. I think anything is fair game to make jokes about of, to make jokes about. Now, granted, if you want to go there, that's a personal choice. Personally, I, I wouldn't. But if a comedian wants to make jokes about some of the darkest things, I think it's fair game, and I don't think comedians should be judged based off of their jokes. I mostly agree with that. And I could I could potentially agree 100% with that because what I'm trying to do right now is think of something that I could throw at you that you would say, okay, everything but that. Right, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, because I, here I am. I I'm speaking in of? generalities. And yeah, I could be I could be overlooking something where it's like, ooh, that's somewhere you don't. But, well, what offends person A won't offend person B. Right. Okay, I have one for you. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Could you make fun of somebody in a wheelchair? I I mean, if you... but but On a stage in front of people. See, and that's where I think it's different. I think on a stage, you you have to go in... You have to go in knowing, like, anything is fair game. 
on, on a stand-up set. Now, if that person makes that joke out at the bus station, I don't think – I think that's where the line is drawn. I think it's it doesn't become comedy. But if you're going to a, a stand-up comedy show, you have to know that anything is fair game. And you can't get offended – I mean, well, you you personally could get offended, but not offended to the point where that person needs to be canceled or their career ruined for a joke that they made. What do you think, Court? I think anything could be made funny. I I don't like going there for my sense of humor. Sure. Um, you know, if I had to do a wheelchair joke, I think I would. Well, for one, I'm just jealous of them because you know how like I would just love to sit around. <laughs> As you usually like, do, like, right? You know how many things I could get out of? Yeah, it sounds wheelie awesome. <laughs> right. There's the wheelchair joke. So, so I think, and you know, I wouldn't want to ever offend anybody, but you could always find fun ways to, to poke. Like, right. there's nobody I love making fun of more than myself. and But that doesn't mean that everybody feels that way. Um, like well, here's to, the thing is you don't want to you don't want to offend anybody, but that's the problem now is Everything. Everyone Everybody gets, gets offended, offended right. by something. I think I would, if I did, if I was a stand-up comedian and I was like, oh, I've got this great wheelchair joke, I would probably bring it to a friend or someone that I know that is in a wheelchair and maybe run it run it by them. What do you think? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm well, working you also this, have to know your audience. Yeah, you don't want to single out the money. guy in the wheelchair, but there, maybe there's a joke you could do at the handicap convention in right. front of a crowd full of people in wheelchairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could get away with more. Yeah. He's... <laughs> He would be. The, he's like, I'm. I'm. I'm your stand-up comedian because I'm the only one who can. Right. Like, see. Right. Like, I don't think that's <laughs> offensive, but I think there's something like that's comedy. You. <laughs> see, but like, you understand where I'm going with this, right? <laughs> that's twice today that you made me ha- have like a bowl full of jelly Christmas Santa laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I. So I think it has to come out of a place with respect. Right. Yes. Well, you, I agree. Here, I agree. Is the bottom line then you have to know your audience? You always have to. In comedy, that's like rule one. Right? Yeah. Right. Uh, what did you say again? It was know your audience. Oh, there's two rules of comedy. N- number one, know your audience. Yep. Number two. Know your audience. <laughs> I'm just no, wait, what's number two? What's are, number two? Did you, are you thinking or is this the joke? Timing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Aha! Uh-huh, uh-huh. Aha! Uh-huh. That's a great joke. Uh, no, that's good. Um, would you ever try stand up? Um, if I was told I had to do it, I would be. I wouldn't want to do it. Right. If I was told I had to do it, I would try. Would you trust your own writing? That because that to me is like the one of the hardest parts. My, I think I'm better at writing it maybe than I would be at delivering it. Oh, really? Okay. So That's I think my, I think my, where I need work practice is in my deliveries. I mean, timing, I think I have timing, yeah. you know, with most things, but sometimes it's in the, the tone and inflection. Right. That's where I'm like, that where maybe where I fail. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to say fail, but I think that's where I could improve. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> what would you, what would you tell past Melissa or no, what would past Melissa tell future Melissa? <laughs> Sorry. What would younger Melissa tell you today? It's kind of like a time time capsule. 
Um, which what? How many? There's like thirty things I would probably tell myself. Do you want me to go deep or do you want me to go not deep? Oh, jeez, I don't know. Deep. Deep. Uh, see, I was gonna say not deep. Oh God, <laughs> what do I do? Can you go middle? <laughs> That's, that's boring. All right, go deep. Just <laughs> beneath the crust. You can go deep. Go deep? Yeah, you can go deep if you want. Um, I think I would tell myself that I'm worth it. I like uh, that. Yeah, I like that. I think I spent a lot of time self-doubting myself, now, thinking I wasn't good enough, thinking I, very, I, had ve- I went through a very extremely insecure time sure. when I was younger. Yeah. And and not there anymore. You know, I think, you know, in a way you kind of learn to trust your instincts and to trust yourself. Yeah. Um, but I was extremely naive. How would you convince yourself? Like, how would you convey that to yourself to where your future self would believe you? Because it's easy to say, oh, you're worth it. But it's it's another way to convince yourself that you're worth it if that makes sense you know i'm not actually sure i would be able to answer that off the top of my head because i think so much of it came with experience sure and watching other people i'm an observer yeah you two i look at you two as performers <laughs> i'm an observer yeah i would agree so with that. i can sit back and watch you two go and i'll pop in mm. with like lines here and there but i i listen uh-huh. and i watch you guys i would agree right with that. when people call on the air I'm, I listen. I'm mm-hmm. a I'm a questioner. I yeah. like to know things, so I ask a lot of questions and I observe people. Yeah, and that's how I learned. So you would. So would you? Would it take you experiencing yourself? Like, that makes uh, this whole past and future thing is throwing me off. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you just blew his. I mind. know, right? but like, would it? Because it's like, I'm just thinking of like the conversation young Melissa would have with now Melissa. And like how she would be like, listen to me, like listen, I need I need your attention. You are worth it. And then like how you would be like, you know what? Well, okay, right. I think some of it comes from now. You know, it's so much more with social media. You learn about other performers and just people in general through social media and their struggles. Sure. And I think if somebody would have put. 20 articles in front of me about how somebody struggled yeah. or how difficult it was or some of the things that they went through that I could say, oh, I went through that too or I felt that too. That helps. You would because... see your circumstances not unique to yourself. Exactly. A hundred percent. And so now you can read the struggles that I was I was watching a Kelly Clarkson Christmas special last night and it was from last year. And she actually is so real that she brought me down in a Christmas special. I had to turn her off. Really? I hate to say that, but yeah. I speak the truth. Yeah, sure. And she was going through her divorce. Uh-huh. And she kept talking. And I respected it about her struggle. Right? And I was, and I felt it through the television. Oh, my god. It gosh. was so heavy. Yeah. What so, doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> And that was before she went through her struggle, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my God, that's one of her songs. Oh, yeah. stop. oh my God, Court, that was so. Who knew? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, right? So right. you know, to not be so like deputy downer We're right now. But break away from the. All right. Oh, All my right. God, I need to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but now we. Uh, this made this. 
this episode might be too long. We may have to do a full episode of Deep Austin and Deep Court. Yeah, and like tell them, you know, since you've been gone, this is what you've missed. All oh, right. All right. Stop. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.